igniting original concepts. You felt like you were really making a difference for them. Why wouldn't you do that? The biggest challenge that you have is not to... You're going to have disruptions all the time. If you want something different, you have to be willing to do something different. You're listening to Forest FM, the salon business show with your host, Zoe Galilla Springer. For your industry, by your industry. As a barber or a hairdresser, we have the impact to save people's lives, and it's worthwhile doing. It's not about trying to fix or solve or diagnose or cure. It's about bridging the gap between the communities that we serve and the resources that are available. We are in an amazing position. The infrastructure of the hair and beauty industry is incredible. We're on every single high street from tiny villages to massive cities. We are effectively reaching the unreachable. So we're going to crack on and get straight into it. And this is the story and a few bullet points around how the Lions Bar Collective started and why. Coming to you live from Dublin, Ireland for the first time in three years and introducing a brand new concept on the show. I'm Zoe Belil-Springer and I want to thank you for tuning in for this bonus Live From episode brought to you by the Forest FM podcast and powered by Forest Salon Software. On our Live From episodes, you can expect coverage from salon industry events we attend where business owners like you can network with the best of the best and gain actionable insights. We'll be sharing attendee vox pops and interviewing some of your favorite keynote speakers and industry professionals, getting to know them better and getting their takes on industry-related topics. Subscribe to the Forest FM newsletter to know where we'll be next and when you can expect these bonus episodes. Go to forest.com forward slash FM and hit that subscribe button. Now this month, we're airing five Forced FM Live from bonus episodes with exclusive Vox Pops and interviews from the Salon Owners Summit Ignite 2023, the global event for growth-driven salon owners. The Salon Owners Summit is Forced's very own two-day conference full of education, inspirational speakers, product updates, and workshops. Born with the salon owner in mind, it's been designed to give owners in attendance the tools to tackle the year ahead and offer plenty of networking opportunities. So I'm here with Tom Chapman. He's an author, barber, educator, ambassador, spokesperson, and founder of the Lions Barber Collective, an international network of barbers who've come together to help raise awareness for the prevention of suicide. Tom, you're actually on the Forest Podcast, like in 2020, I think. Yeah, a little while ago, but it was. Um, it's great. It's great to be here in person. Yeah. In real life. In real life. Seeing yeah. people that <laughs> normally it's like for the last two years or so, it's just been torsos missing. Is it just head and shoulders? <laughs> and that's it. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's great to be here. Um, and look, great to be working with Forest as well, more and more. Absolutely, it's great to meet you in person, also, because we only ever met through like Zoom or whatever it yeah, was. You know. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's. it's um, it's essential, like human contact and yes. actual engagement and real conversation where you can just see people in real life is so, and I think that's the biggest thing with the pandemic was really hard was that lack of connection to other people, which yeah. really, really damaged. We all need to love and be loved and we all need to belong. And you take those things away from us and we struggle big time. Oh yeah, we've seen that on a global scale for sure. Yeah. So, you know, when we when we had you on the podcast initially, and I say we because Killian was there back in the days, um, we talked about Lions Barber Collective. So where are things at now, three years later? 
I tell you what, the, the pandemic, if anything, it gave me the time where I wasn't cutting hair, I wasn't traveling the world doing hair shows and where I was literally at home focused on the charity. Yep. Um, and it just brought everything forward, accelerated the whole thing. Uh, it made us... Uh, we, we, the hair industry was sat at home, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, so we, they were they were captive audience. We got loads of people trained. I think we trained nearly a thousand hair and beauty professionals during that oh, wow. time. Um, it gave me the opportunity to be able to grow and develop the charity. Look at how we're going to move forward and actually because of that the trustee board actually gave me a job full time so I now work for the charity full time which I didn't amazing pre-pandemic so that is amazing because I get up every day and I've got a sense of purpose and I just love do, doing what I do yeah uh, so this is my this is my all time all yeah everything that I do now but we we developed uh, we have Barber Talk. We've also done Hair and Beauty Talk now. Um, we are doing a non-industry version called Here to Talk, which we've done with um, people like eBay and Hewitt yep. Packard. It's uh, a great, uh, a great engagement and a great response. And we've done a lot of pop-up barber shops this last year in 2022. We were going out using the vehicle of a haircut and engaging with people in different spaces. Everything from the young farmers here in the UK to a lot of construction sites, cutting hair, setting up barber shops, getting these guys engaged and talking. And actually, some of the statistics that came back from that were incredible. 85% nearly of them said they were felt more comfortable after our haircut with one of our trained. Uh, volunteers to speak about the mental health of their own or others around them than they did before that. Wow. Before so we've had an amazing response from that and we've been doing lots of festivals and lots of events and I've literally just had an image through of the design for our uh, McLaren Atura which is going to be racing the British GT this, no way. this coming year uh, with strict meshes do not share this anywhere. It's just incredible to think that there's going to be a Lions Barber Collective McLaren race around the track this season. That is amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, it's so exciting. You've been keeping busy. I'm always busy. I'm always busy. <laughs> I think this is the last time we spoke. I've written two books as well. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, so Where yeah, do you find bit. the time? How do you find the time? I just think it's time management. It's using time mm. as well, right? So when you're working, be working. And then when yeah. you're not, like, try and engage with those around you and, and try not to work. And that's yeah. something I have definitely got better at. Um, there was a period between middle of September until would have been like end of November where I was only at home for 72 hours because I was away doing events and that and then over Christmas I booked out two weeks and I did absolutely nothing I didn't check my emails I didn't do anything <laughs> I was like I'm not getting it and I've got better at separating that and having that downtime and I was itching to get back mm. last week when I came back to work full time and I was keen and I was ready and I think that's I think we can all take something from that we can all have to be a yeah. little bit better at we spend a lot of time when we're working thinking about home time or family time. And then when we're at home, we spend a lot of time thinking about work. And I think yeah. trying to change that, it's difficult, right? It is, but, yeah, 100%. About being yeah. present in the moment and what you're doing, right? Mm. Well, talking about being present, we're at the Salon Owner Summit. You're delivering a presentation, but also a workshop. Actually, the workshop is already yep. uh, presented. Uh, it was called How to Listen So They Will Talk. Yep. What was that all about? What would you say the fundamentals of active listening are, is? Because I think, you know, we, we, a lot of people think they're very good at listening, but really we're, we're good at like listening to react or to, yes. to respond. So what are the fundamentals? I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. We're very good. We, we listen until we hear something we can relate to, and then we stop listening and wait for our time to tell our experience or our version of the story or whatever it may be. And um, 
I think for us, what we're doing in that in that training is talking about recognizing the signs of someone struggling, asking good questions, genuine questions, uh, and making that person feel like you genuinely want to know what they're going to say, and then listening so they feel heard. Um, not telling them you know how they feel not in, like interrupting um realizing that you don't have to fix and solve everything and as an industry that's what we do we fix and solve problems people right. come in looking bad and we make them look beautiful right that's, like, that's what we do but actually stepping back and going look it's actually quite liberating and empowering empowering when you realize that i don't have to fix and solve your problem but by listening and being quiet and genuinely taking what they're saying you can um you can aid them to aid themselves because mm. i feel that we all know what we need to do to solve problems in our lives. But we very rarely have the platform to soundboard that and get it out of our head where we catastrophize things and it gets like, it's, it's just chaos, isn't it? And when you actually sit there and say, well, how does that make you feel? What do you think you could do to change that? Not when I was doing this, yeah. I went through this and this is what sorted me out. Actually, what do you think you can do? When do you think you could start that? Do you think that's a good idea and giving it always to that person. I think I liken it to a good example what I use in the training often is a, a, a client's come sat in my chair and they've got a great tan. Obviously they've been away somewhere. <laughs> so you say to them, where have you been? You look like you've got a good tan. And they say, oh, I've just got back from Brazil. Instantly my brain goes, I love Brazil. Brazil's my favorite place I've been to for work. And, and then I just go, wow, I've been here. I've done that. I love this. I love that. And what I should actually do is say, I love Brazil. It's an amazing country. What did you do when you were there? That sounds mm. that sounds really great. Did you go here or did you go and keep on throwing it back to them? I think when we're listening, you know, it's that whole thing of we've got one mouth and two ears. There's <laughs> yeah. a reason for that. When you're listening, be quiet. And it's hard. It's really hard. But the power of silence is incredible. And by staying silent, the other person will want to fill it and they, mm. and they will open up further without even realizing it. And it's been shared with me a lot of time in sales that works as well and in yeah. um in psychiatry and therapy is staying quiet and letting that person continue to speak and it's yeah. a very rare opportunity for most people yeah we talk about open questions all the time and they are fantastic but one of my favorite questions is actually a closed one it's um would you like to talk you know you don't seem yourself would you like to talk to me about it and that's a yes or no question but if they say no i always follow it up with just so you know I'm here if you want to. And that either gives them the permission to know that you're a safe space, they might come back to you later. Yeah. But very often, more often than not, you can almost hear the cogs working in their head. And after about, you just stay quiet. And after about 10, 20 seconds, they go, yeah, actually, I'm going through this. And right. all they needed was that reassurance to say, this is safe. I'm not going to judge you. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you that I know how you feel or I understand because I don't. We all have our own upbringing our own experiences our own beliefs our own morals which form how we feel about stuff so i can never say to you i understand but i can say to you that i don't know what you're going through i don't understand but i'm here to listen mm -hmm. please tell me i'm not going to judge you yeah and then just be quiet <laughs> which is difficult yeah so like do you have any anything to recommend anyone listening like obviously you just mentioned that example of yeah. that, that close question but you know like someone who wants to check in even with like a friend or a family member like are there any like quick check-in questions that can make it feel a bit easier for someone who has a hard time bringing that subject up yeah you know i think it's um We've had people come on our course that have said at the beginning, we ask you why you're here, you know, what's, yeah. And, and, and many, many people have said to me, 
I've lost people to suicide and I didn't recognise anything was going on. And it's such a common story. We didn't notice, we didn't see it. By the end of that course, I've had people say to me, do you know what? I did realise that they were spending more time in their room or they were socialising more or they were... Mm. But I justified it to myself because I was scared of asking the question and now they're not here anymore. So all I would say to people is, if you... We know the people around us. We know their normal behaviours, we know what they like to do, what they don't like to do. If somebody is changing their behaviour, even slightly, they're not coming out as much, they're not responding online as much, they're, 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 you know, they're obsessing over something new, check in on them, just ask them a question. I've noticed, you know yourself, is everything okay? And the questions don't have to be scary. Yeah. And I don't think the questions are scary. We are scared because we, we may not be able to cope with the response. And I think that's the biggest thing. Don't be scared to ask the questions. Ask them early. And again, we talked about it in my workshop, but asking someone if they're suicidal, should they say things like, I can't go on, I've had enough, what's the point? Very serious statements, which we often brush over. If you ask someone if they're suicidal, it will not cause anyone to take their life. It will not put the idea in their head. But if somebody is suicidal, we'll give them the green light to be able to open up and speak to you. So we don't ask that question often enough because we are scared, the person asking it. Yeah. No one wants to suffer alone. No one's going to be offended. If they're not suicidal, they're not going to be upset that you don't want them to die. They're going to be happy about this, right? You care about yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, being prepared for that question should you need it and just not being scared, not being scared to ask, like, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? Mm. Just so you know, I'm here to talk to you. Again, that's it's a simple thing. And I've been telling people publicly for the last seven, eight years now that it's okay to talk to me. And because of that, people come and tell me stuff even if I don't want to hear it. They don't even have to, I don't even have to ask a question anymore. I don't even have to. Yeah. But I'm not telling you to do that, but it's just a safe space. Yeah. That's all it needs. And as soon as you become that for those around us, our clients, our colleagues, our friends and family, we're all going to be better off. And I think you don't need to be hugely skilled to ask a question and just listen. Yeah. And where can people learn more about the movement and how can they join in? Yeah, so I mean, the website, Lions Bible Collective, you search that online, that'll tell you everything. You can do the free training version on there. Um, you can get in contact if you want to be a volunteer, um, here in the UK at least. Um, and there are a couple of things. I've got a TED Talk out there. So if you Google Tom Chapman TED Talk, you'll be able to see a sort of brief nine-minute version of the, the story. Um, right. And also there's a documentary on Amazon Prime called The 1.7 Million Pound Haircut, which I follows... I remember that, yeah. yeah which, uh, so that was cool. That came out in the pandemic. So that basically tells the story and shows behind the scenes of what we do. And um, the, a really like nice part of that is I met the parents of the uh, the guy whose life we saved first which really sort of cemented this as an idea so it's quite a uh, quite a good journey to see what we're about lovely well thank you so much tom it's thank been you. a pleasure once again always, always always a pleasure lovely to see you love you to see you too <laughs> i'm daisy and i'm from frank's visa hair salon I'm enjoying the speakers because there's a lot of people that are out of the industry that you don't realise how much you're going to learn from them My name is Mitch Eubanks and I have a salon, the Mitchell Waite Salon in um, Central Florida. 
what would keep me coming back is exactly what I've experienced, which is just like the camaraderie. We're all like, doesn't matter where you're from, we're all having the same challenges, all having the same successes. Um, it's great to just get the feedback from each other. I'm Anna Michelle, I'm from Amp Studios in Virginia. This being the first one post COVID, it was, I thought this was huge. It was my opportunity to come and uh, be in Ireland. It was really like a no brainer. It's been brilliant. Yeah, Amazing. really, really good. Thanks for listening to this bonus live from episode brought to you by Forest FM and powered by Forest Salon Software. If you've enjoyed it and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Together, we grow. Visit the show notes and or forest.com forward slash FM for the links and resources mentioned throughout the episode and send us your feedback on the show at forestfm at forest.com.